beautiful. That's what comes to mind when we think about our human design and we're progressively exposed to the perfection of God's original design. Our lives begin to reflect that beauty. Your life is His design, and His design is beautiful. Thank you for engaging with us as we are about to be further exposed to the beauty of His design as we look into the world to see Jesus. Alright, good evening everybody. Um, I want to welcome you to Love Moved First, our midweek service experience. Um, this is Vibe Wednesday, and I'd like to welcome you to this service experience. So, this is the second episode of the Masterpieces and Master Plan series, okay? And this is the second installation of Love Moved First. All right. So love moved first. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, our hearts are open to receive your word. We decree and declare that light enters our hearts. So mightily grows the word of God and prevails. Everyone under the sound of my voice is equipped Everyone under the sound of my voice, light shines in their hearts. We receive equipment tonight through the ministry of the Spirit. We receive clarity, illumination, revelation through the ministry of the Spirit. We decree and declare that every external force that will try to hinder the word from prevailing is hereby put in their place. And we decree and declare that the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus is shining in the heart of everyone who is tuned in today's service. We decree and declare that there will be mighty manifestations of the Spirit and we announce that there will be results, praise reports, miracles of the God kind, things that only the Word of God can produce. Thank you because I know it is done. In Jesus' precious name, we declare, amen. Glory, hallelujah. We started our conversation in Ephesians 2 and verse 10, and I just want us to go right there, all right? It says, for we are God's handiwork. I'm reading from the NIV now. We are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus, all right, unto good works, to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do we are god's handiwork all right and we are created in christ jesus another translation says that we are his workmanship created in christ jesus now i want you to take note of this we are his workmanship now it says we are created in christ jesus and i want to explain to you how that creation took place all right, so think about this, that we are in the assembly plant and Jesus himself is putting us together. So this creation, please write this down, very important. The creation, the new creation took place within the framework of the substitutionary sacrifice of Jesus. All right, this new creation took place within the framework of the substitutionary sacrifice of Jesus. So think about the substitutionary sacrifice of Jesus as the assembly plant. The power of God is here. The assembly plant, the place where the new creation was put together. The new creation was assembled in the substitutionary work of Jesus. Now write this down, please, because this is very important. It's a light bulb moment. All right. Kenneth Hagin says this, and I quote, it says, all that Jesus did in his substitutionary sacrifice is the private property of the believer or of the individual for whom Jesus did it. I want to say that again. All that Jesus did in his substitutionary sacrifice is the private property 
of the individual for whom Jesus did it. I want to say that again. All that Jesus did in his substitutionary sacrifice is the private property of the individual for whom Jesus did it. All right? So everything that Jesus accomplished in his substitutionary sacrifice is your private property your private property so we talked about the fact hallelujah that you are god's masterpiece god's handiwork you were cut from the same core cut from the same fabric hallelujah glory to god you are god's masterpiece god's handiwork glory hallelujah and everything that jesus did in his substitutionary sacrifice is your private property glory hallelujah including this masterpiece glory to god you can lay claim on this masterpiece identity as your private possession it is your private property now listen jesus does not need a masterpiece status to be jesus he doesn't need to be called a masterpiece. All that Jesus accomplished within the parameters of the substitutionary sacrifice was so that you and I can boldly say, I am God's masterpiece. I am God's masterpiece. I am his finest work of art. Glory, hallelujah. Now, I want to continue the conversation. All right. Now, a, a, a few scientists came together. All right, and they gave three characteristics, three character traits of a masterpiece. In other words, every masterpiece must share these three things in common. Every masterpiece shares these three things in common. Number one, all right, for a masterpiece to be considered to be a masterpiece, number one, it has to be original. Please write it down original for it to be a masterpiece it has to be original glory hallelujah it does it's not a dupe it's not a copy it has to be original for it to be a masterpiece now brothers and sisters you and i know that in the substitutionary sacrifice of jesus what he did was to create an original not a copy not another version, but an original. Glory, hallelujah. This masterpiece that was created in the, in the assembly plant of the substitutionary work of Jesus is an original. It's not a copy. Glory, hallelujah. Uh, what's the word to use? Glory to God. It's not a copy. That's where I'm going to stop right now. It's an original. For scientists, these are not Christian scientists. They are scientists put together. They came together to give three attributes of what a, a, a masterpiece you know must look like or the character traits that masterpieces must have for them to be considered to be a masterpiece and the first thing they all agree is that a masterpiece for it to be a masterpiece it has to be original brothers and sisters it was by the blood of christ that we were giving birth to are you getting what i'm saying the substitutionary work of jesus was to earn the right to give us birth and each and every one of us in christ jesus is an it's an original there's no copy. There's no dupe. Hallelujah. There's no fake. Glory to God. There is no bootleg version in Christ Jesus. There is no bootleg version in Christ Jesus. There's no ekopaita kwanze bravete. Ah, the power of God is upon this. There is no under budget. All right. There's no under budget masterpiece in Christ Jesus. There is no below the budget masterpiece in Christ Jesus. There is no, um, what's that word that they use for movies? All right. When they say that there's no low budget. Yeah. That's what they say. There's no low budget masterpiece. I want you to hear this because this is one of the ways that the enemy has messed with people's identity. They say, oh, big, the enemy will say to you, oh, because you were born in the lowest project. All right. Of Lagos City. Because you you were born in the trenches because you were born without a silver spoon because you were born under certain 
on uh, uh, you know unfavorable circumstance then you must you must be an, an a, a fake you must be a copy all right all of that may have continued until the day you came into Christ the day you and I came into Christ one of the things that characterizes the finished work of Jesus one of the things that characterizes the substitutionary work of Jesus which is the assembly plant where you and I were put together one of the things that characterizes it is original hallelujah you're not a below budget masterpiece you are not a bootleg version masterpiece hallelujah you're not a low budget masterpiece you are an original created in Christ Jesus you must realize that the masterpiece that God made is an original now I'm going to tell you all right why it is important for you to understand that love moved first you see because whilst we were dead ephesians 2 tells us whilst we were dead in our trespasses and sins jesus moved first love moved first all of the things that i've been sharing that is character traits of a masterpiece would not have been possible unless that love moved first glory hallelujah i'm sharing some very intricate things with you that wouldn't have been possible unless that love moved first so whenever you want to lift up your hands and thank him for moving first you're going to thank him because as he moved first he created an original not a copy not a low budget version but he created an original glory to god oh glory hallelujah glory hallelujah so you are god's workmanship and you are the original version you are not the bootleg version you are not the dupe you are not the copy hallelujah you are not the mass production god in christ did not do a mass production no, no, no. He didn't do a mass production. No. Each individual in Christ, each individual masterpiece is unique, is special. Glory, hallelujah, is unique to the kingdom. Hallelujah, is close to the Father's heart. It's not a mass, you know, production. It's not a mass duplication. Every one of you are special in the Father's eye. Glory, hallelujah, it is one blood, hallelujah, that gave you birth. But each and every one of us have a unique DNA code. Hallelujah. In the finished work of Jesus, you carry your own emblem. And that emblem is Jesus. Jesus in the front. Jesus at the back. Jesus on the left. And Jesus on the right. Every one of us will stand before God. Hallelujah. With our identity intact. And brothers and sisters, your identity is Jesus. Who is hearing what I'm saying this evening? Oh, I want you to lift up your hands and thank the Lord that you are an original. You are not a copy. Hallelujah. You are not a vagabond. You are not a bastard. Glory. Hallelujah. You are born of God. You are created in Christ Jesus. The framework of the assembly of your being put together. How were you put together? You were put together within the assembly line and the assembly plant of the finished work of, of the substitutionary sacrifice of Jesus. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. All right. So uh, this is actually um, part, you know, I'm just opening the conversation, but there's still time. The second thing, all right, that represents glory to God, that, that is the character traits, all right, of a masterpiece. All right, please write this down. Number two, it stands the test of time. Glory, hallelujah. What does that mean? If for, for a masterpiece to be a masterpiece, it has to stand the test of time. In other words, it has to be strong enough. Please write this down. Very important. It has to be strong enough or effective enough to last for a very long time. Do you understand what I'm saying? A masterpiece is only a masterpiece when it can stand the test of time. Glory to God. Let me tell you what the nature of the finished work of Jesus is. It not only stands the test of time, it actually transcends time as we know it. The nature of the masterpiece is eternal. 
Glory, hallelujah. It is eternal. It doesn't only last for a long time. It is viable until all of eternity. What Jesus did in his sacrifice, in his substitutionary work, hallelujah, stands the test of time. Listen, the thing that Jesus did is not valid until your next mistake. What, what Jesus did is not valid until your next failure. What Jesus did is not only valid until your next turn. No, what Jesus did in his substitutionary sacrifice is valid for all time. It lasts for all of eternity. It stands the test of time. And not only does it stand the test of time, glory, hallelujah, it transcends time as we know it. Brothers and sisters, I came here with good news for you. You are a real masterpiece. Glory, hallelujah. Because when Jesus was, was creating you in himself, hallelujah, he ensured that he used um, stainless blood, uncontaminated blood. Glory to God forevermore. The blood of Christ is without sin, without shame, without reproach. And the nature of the sacrifice that Jesus brought us into is eternal. It doesn't last till your next mistake. It lasts for all time. Glory, hallelujah. So a real masterpiece must stand the test of time. Number three, all right, the character traits of a masterpiece. One of the things that you must see in a masterpiece for it to be called a masterpiece is this. It changes the way generations of artists think about their field forever. I want you to write it down. A masterpiece changes the way generations of artists think about their field forever. So when you think about this field called eternal life, when you think about this sacrifice of Jesus, and when you think about this field where Jesus is the progenitor, brothers and sisters, the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross changes the way generations of believers think about us for all of eternity. So think about this like this. What Jesus did in his substitutionary work is a field. I get what I'm saying. It's the field, you know, there's the field of commerce. There's the field of industry. There's the field of science and tech. This is a field. It's the field of grace. It's the field of God's amazing grace. It's the field of God's favor. Glory, hallelujah. The Bible lets us know. Look at how it changed everything forever. What God did with one of us, he has done with all of us. And then it changes the way all of humanity comes to Jesus forever. Glory, hallelujah. Guess what? The Bible says that it is God who justifies the ungodly. In other words, the ungodly would have had no say. The ungodly would have had no 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 boldness the ungodly would have had no voice but for the fact that jesus came now the moment one was accepted brothers and sisters all has been accepted so how does it change the entire thing forever nobody can stand to say today that somebody is not qualified to to be called a masterpiece that somebody is not qualified to receive redemption because what jesus did change the entire field forever it changed the entire narrative forever so a masterpiece for it to be considered as a masterpiece changes the way generations of artists think about that field forever so when it comes to righteousness what jesus did change the way hallelujah that we think about what it takes for a person to be accepted it's changed forever the moment jesus accepted the guy who was least likely the guy who was unworthy the moment jesus accepted that broken woman that adulterous woman the moment jesus accepted that man hallelujah that has committed heinous crimes glory hallelujah the moment jesus accepted one he has accepted all glory hallelujah so for future generations anyone who comes no matter how guilty they are 
No matter how stained they are. No matter how dirty they look. Oh, glory, hallelujah. If Jesus accepted one, he has accepted all forever. So everyone who comes, hallelujah, to Jesus, it really doesn't matter. Glory, hallelujah, what they look like, what their history has been, what their background has been, that their back has been against the ground. It really doesn't matter what Jesus did. Change the game forever. He changed the way generations will come to Jesus today. Listen, let me tell you something. Brothers and sisters, if one came to Jesus confessing him as Lord and Savior, no matter how dirty he was, what that means is that everyone else will come confessing him as Lord and Savior. In other words, there is no greater requirement to be accepted by Jesus. Hallelujah. Than to say, Jesus, I see you as my Savior. I see you as the Lord of my life. Glory. Hallelujah. Nobody has the right, hallelujah, to introduce a new, a new, a new, um, a new system. No. What Jesus did, hallelujah, is the game changer. It changes the way everybody will come to Jesus forever. Oh, glory, hallelujah. So, number one, original. Number two, stands the test of time. Number three, hallelujah, changes the way generations of artists think about their field forever. Oh, so what Jesus did changes the way we approach him forever. That's why there is no day that it will be good enough Hallelujah, for you not to approach Jesus boldly. No day will be good enough for you to come fidgeting, for you to come being broken, for you to come feeling lonely. Glory, hallelujah. It changed everything forever. Glory, hallelujah. This is a good place to say this changes everything. It changes the way all of humanity engages forever. What Jesus did was the game changer. It changed the way all of humanity engages forever. Woo! So I want you to write this down. I'm a real masterpiece. I'm an original masterpiece. Glory, hallelujah. What Jesus did is, is able to stand the test of time. Can you rejoice, hallelujah? Can you rejoice, hallelujah? Can you rejoice, hallelujah? Oh, glory to God forevermore. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. So I told you last week, I just, I just, I just brought you something that is really nice. So I told you last week that this masterpiece that was handcrafted in Christ Jesus is called the new creation. Glory, hallelujah. It's called the what? The new creation. Now, I, I brought you something because I'm about to show you scripture and you'll see something in a bit. I'm about to show you scripture and you'll see something in a bit. I told you on Sunday that we move from creation to new creation. Sorry, we move from creation to incarnation. And then from there, we move to new creation. What I'm about to show you is going to change how you have seen this text forever. Let's go. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. You know it. It's a popular scripture. You see, that's the reason why you should not come with an Iberaganess to scripture. You should never come to scripture with, I know it all. No, no, no. When you come to the Holy Ghost, let him open your heart. You know, I was studying... I'm preparing for this teaching, and this I tell you not to take a credit to my, to my, to, to my, not to add a feather to my cap or anything, but I have not heard anybody explain this like this. The Holy Ghost opened my eyes and showed me what I'm about to show you now. And so let's go there. Second Corinthians 5 and verse 17. It says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things, all things are passed away. Now, you know, believers always think of this as old habits or old um, behavior or old lifestyle or old uh, this thing. But have you ever thought about it as the old creation has passed away? In other words, listen, I told you we move from creation to incarnation. The new creation. The moment we arrived at new creation, creation passed away. Woo! Yeah, you get it in a bit. Listen, 
You know the reason why we don't identify with creation? Creation is Adam. New creation is the second Adam, which is Jesus. So we don't identify with creation. We identify with new creation. So in other words, when you look at this scripture, what this scripture is saying, the old that passed away is creation. In other words, Adam passed away. Jesus came into place. Kaya. Now listen, this is very strong and very powerful. Adam passed away, including all of the weaknesses of Adam, all of the frailties of Adam, all of the failures of Adam, all of the sicknesses of Adam, all of the deaths of Adam. It passed away with Adam. Now there is a new creation. It's like saying there's a new sheriff in town. I get what I'm saying. Now there's a new creation. What are the former things that passed away? It's not just former habits. You know why I know it's not just former habits, yeah? Do you know the reason why I know it's not just former habits? We were not redeemed from our habits. We were dead in trespasses and sins. Jesus made us alive. Our redemption is not from bad habits. So our redemption is actually from being dead. Then Jesus made us alive. So don't you ever think, don't allow anybody to trick you into thinking that we were redeemed from bad habits. No, the fact that we do not have bad habits anymore is only a, what's the word? It's only an add-on to what Jesus really did. Let me explain this to you. Let me explain this to you. Just imagine for a second that a person doesn't have bad habits. Does it mean they are new creation? <laughs> if a person doesn't have a bad habit, does it mean they are new creation in Christ Jesus? No. What makes you a new creation in Christ Jesus is that at some point you said, Lord Jesus, you are the Lord of my life. I receive you as my savior. That's what makes you the new creation in Christ Jesus. Not the fact that you don't have a bad habit. Anybody can decide not to have a bad habit. Yet, that does not mean that they are new creation in Christ Jesus. So look at 2 Corinthians 5.17 again. Look at it. Look at it. Make eye contact with God's word. Make eye contact with God's word. I'm reading from the, from the King James. You can use any other translation you like when we finish. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ. He's talking about you are God's workmanship. God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus. So this scripture tells you what was being created. That the masterpiece that was being created is the new creation. And he now goes on to say, all things are passed away. Church people have always thought of this as old behavior. All right? No wonder. All right? All the things consistent with the first Adam are still plaguing people today. But when the Bible says the old things have passed away, he's talking about the, the, the fall of Adam. The sin of Adam, the, that which is character trait of Adam. In other words, creation has passed away. New creation has now come to stay. Is somebody understanding what I'm saying? Look at it again. It says, all things have passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now, all things are become new. The next verse says, and all things are from God. Who has reconciled us. So what is he talking about? He's talking about this new creation. He's describing the new creation. Saying, hey, this new creation is new. Glory to God. It's a different species that has not lived before. Hallelujah. It's a different species. The believer is not a renovation. No. Hallelujah. We're not a parchment. Hallelujah. Here and there. Patch, patch, patch. No. It's a brand new species that has not lived before. Now, guess what people are doing? As they live their lives, they keep tracing themselves to Adam. They keep tracing themselves to Adam. The Bible says the first Adam was a living soul. The last Adam is a life-giving spirit. Have you ever wondered why a lot of believers do not seem to be able to give life? Because they keep tracing themselves to the first Adam. Instead of knowing that they are new creation in Christ Jesus. It's a completely different species. Let me tell you. It's only the new creation that is life-giving. I'm getting excited. I'm getting ahead of myself. It is only the new creation that is life-giving. Adam could only give, you know, natural human life. He could only give suke life. But the new creation is a life-giving spirit in the sense that the new creation is a distributor of zoe life. 
So the life that Adam gave was suke, in other words, human life. Now, of course, if, you, if all you have is human life, then the things that will happen to you will be consistent with what happens to human life. I get what I'm saying? Just like if all that something has is plant life, then you expect that all the things consistent with plant life will happen. If all that an animal has is animal life, then all the things consistent with an animal, glory, hallelujah, will happen. Glory to God. But then, if another person has just human life, then all the things consistent with human life will happen, including memory loss, including sicknesses, including failures, including depression. These things are consistent with the human life. But brothers and sisters, the new creation is not an upgrade. The new creation is an entirely different species entirely. Are you getting what I'm saying? And what is consistent? We, the Bible calls us life-giving spirit because as he is, so are we in this world. So what is consistent with the, this new creation is we are dispensers of Zoe life. This is what makes you a masterpiece. You are the dispenser of Zoe life. And you know one of the things that is character trait of masterpieces is that you can't just find it on the road. In the same way, this Zoe life that we have is in Christ Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. We are dispensers of this Zoe life. Hallelujah. We are dispensers of this Zoe life. So we are the new creation in Christ Jesus. Now go, did anybody understand what I just said? Did you understand the analogy I just gave? So therefore, if any man be in Christ, um, Ephesians 2 and verse 10 says, we are his workmanship created in Christ. So the creation point was in Christ. Now this one says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Not he's going to be when he perfects his good works. No, he is now a new creation. Now look at this and reckon it to yourself. The next thing I'm about to read, look at it and reckon it to yourself. The old things are passed away. In other words, old Adam is dead. Old Adam is dead. With all his weaknesses, all his frail failures, all his frailties, dead. Old Adam is dead. So the next time you see anything that is consistent with Adam, refuse it. You see sickness consistent with Adam, refuse it. You see toiling, toiling consistent with Adam, refuse it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Re you, 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 you know, you see um, anything that is consistent with Adam, don't accept it. The Bible says that the old is gone. Now, let me repeat what I've just said, just in case somebody did not hear what I said. In Bible communities, we have always considered the old to be old behaviors, old habits, old patterns of, you know, do you understand what I'm saying? And I'm telling you that, that that's not it. I guess what I'm saying. You know why? Because it's, you didn't need to drop your old habits to be accepted in Christ. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you came into Christ and you are accepted in Christ. All right. Now, listen, haven't been accepted in Christ. The Bible says the old is gone. In other words, old Adam is dead. I don't know. There's this song. Old something is dead. Is something like that. Now you get what I'm saying. Whatever it is, the old has passed away. Can somebody rejoice that the old has passed away? That Adam is dead. Now we are glued to the life-giving spirit. The Bible says Adam, the first Adam, was just a living soul. In other words, he couldn't transform anything. But the new creation is a life-giving spirit. And I told you that this masterpiece is called the new creation. So look at the progression of, you know, um, God's creative genius. He started with the new creation and then came to the incarnation and now has come to the new creation. And then he now tells you the old has passed away. So brothers and sisters, you've got to learn to begin to live your life as though the old has passed away. Stop making excuses. Oh, I am I am getting old because I have memory loss, you know, and my, my joints are beginning to hurt, you know, because I'm getting old. Those things are consistent with the old Adam. Now listen to this, listen to this. You know, believers are, let me tell you this. Sometimes Christians... They like to settle for the, the, in quotes, the easier stuff, all right, 
that reflects their piety. Does somebody understand what I'm saying? You know, they, they like to set, like for example now, if we say the old has gone, in other words, um, you are supposed to cover your hair. That's the sign of the new creation. Guess what? A lot of Christians will easily cover hair now because people like religion. Do you understand? But that's what Jesus was saying. They like religion, but they deny the power thereof. I get what I'm saying. So people enjoy religion, denying the power thereof. Listen, this is the real thing. That the old is gone. In other words, old Adam is dead. Everything consistent with the old Adam is gone. Including sin. Including failure. Including headaches. Including trauma attacks. Including panic attacks. Including anxiety. Including depression. Glory, hallelujah. Let me tell you this. Look at this. Look at this. Listen to me. You know, before Adam fell, he couldn't be depressed. Have you thought about it? <laughs> hey, 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 guys. I'm, I'm dwelling here because I know the Spirit of God will have me dwell here. Before Adam fell, Adam couldn't be depressed. Adam couldn't have memory loss. Adam couldn't be sick in his body. He couldn't even have a headache. Adam could not forget something that he has seen. He, could, he was not forgetful. He couldn't forget his his. His mind was photographic. Listen, when Adam named all the animals, all right, he was functioning at the level of God. I get what I'm saying. To be able to name all the animals that we know in their millions, their billions, he was able to name them. Guess what? Look at this. He was able to name them without repeating a single name. Listen, look at this. How many of you know how many billions of species of animals are in the world? Adam named all of them, including plants, animals. He named each one without mixing up the names. You had to be, you, your mind had to be God's mind for you to be able to do that. So then Adam now fell and lost that ability. Then the old now came. What is the old? Depression, sickness, forgetfulness, failure, death, corruption. Guess what, brothers and sisters? If any man be in Christ, he has become a masterpiece. Old Adam is dead. The new creation is now alive. I want you to type that down. I am the new creation. The new creation is alive. I am the new creation. The new creation is alive. Oh, glory, hallelujah. I am the new creation. The new creation is alive. Glory to God. The new creation is alive. The old is gone. The new has come to stay. The new creation is alive. Glory to God. Oh, glory, hallelujah. Now, let's look at Romans chapter number four. Romans chapter number six, rather. Romans six, from verse four to eight. I'm just continuing this conversation. Glory to God. Romans six, from verse four to eight. I don't have time, so I'll just continue reading. I'm reading from the NIV. It says, We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that just as Jesus was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new creation life. Romans chapter number 6, from verse 4 to 8. Romans chapter number 6. From verse 4 to 8. Romans chapter number 6. From verse 4 to 8. I'm reading from the NIV. Here's what it says. It says, We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. That new life is new creation life. So you see how we became the new creation. It says, we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death. He's not talking about water baptism. Do you know there are still people who believe that if, you, if you're not water baptized, all right, you're not going to make heaven. Where do you get that kind of thinking from? He says, we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death. In other words, we were baptized into his death, not baptized in water. We were baptized into his death. 
in order that just as Jesus was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. In other words, as Jesus was being raised from the dead, the new creation was being born. Oh, glory to God. And the Bible calls it a new life. Not Adam's life. A new life. Is somebody getting this? Is somebody getting this? Now, you've got to start to think like one who has a new life. Stop making excuses for headaches. Stop making excuses for malaria. Stop making excuses for typhoid. This, the Bible says when Jesus was raised from the dead, hallelujah, we too were raised to a new life. Listen, brothers and sisters, this is the new creation life. This is the new creation life. Listen, so it is a masterpiece because it is a new life. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not a life that has been lived before. It's a masterpiece because it's an original life. Do you get what I'm saying? If it was not a new life, it won't qualify to be a masterpiece. Listen, if it was a refurbished life, it won't qualify to be a masterpiece. It's only a masterpiece because it's a new kind of life. It's the God kind of life. It's the new creation kind of life. I want you to tell yourself, in the name of Jesus, I am living the new creation life. Now, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Many people are still living the old creation life. They are still living the life that is patterned after sickness, patterned after diseases, patterned after failure, patterned after death, patterned after depression, patterned after sin. But brothers and sisters, we have been born again in Christ Jesus. It's not a religious terminology. It's a new creation life. The fact that we are masterpieces is the idea that we are the new creation life. Glory to God. If it was not a new life, it wouldn't be a masterpiece. Let's continue. Let's continue. Verse 5. Is somebody being blessed? I want to be sure that you are following. I want to be certain that you are following. Glory, hallelujah. Verse 5. He says, for if we have been united with him in death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified, that is old Adam, was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with. That we should no longer be slaves to sin. Verse 7. Because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now verse 8. It says now if we died with Christ. We believe that we also live with him. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it is living with Christ. That is the new creation life. We are alive with Christ. Hiya. Is somebody getting this? We are alive with Christ. Glory, hallelujah. We are alive with Christ. Glory to God. All right, so let's look, therefore. I want you to write this down before we look at this. Glory, hallelujah. I want you to write this down. The new creation life shares the same heritage as Jesus. The new creation life shares the same heritage as Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. Now, you know, last week I told you that we were cut from the same fabric. So let's look at another idea like that. Isaiah 51 from verse 1 and 2. Go there very quickly. Isaiah 51. 51 from verse 1 to 2. Is somebody being blessed by this? Isaiah 51 from verse 1 to 2. Glory to God forevermore. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Isaiah 51 from verse 1 to 2. Look at what it says. I'm reading from the ESV. It says, let, let me read from the, the, from the King James Version because that will save us from a lot of stress. King James, yeah. Look at it. It says, Hacking to me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek the Lord. Look at this. If you are seeking the Lord in the Old Testament, they had to seek the Lord. In the New Testament, we've been found by the Lord. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now let's continue. It says, look the rock, look unto the rock from where you were hewn. 
and to the hole of the pit from whence you were digged. Now let's look at it in a softer version so that you'd get it. You'd get it. Let's look at it in the ESV. Glory, hallelujah. It says, listen to me, you who pursue righteousness, you who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from where you were hewn and to the quarry from where you were dug. In other words, you were cut out of this rock. The same elements in the rock is the same elements that is in the cut out one. I get what I'm saying. No wonder we are masterpieces. Let me give you an example. So any of you who has any idea of mining, you know that when you do a mining job, you go there and you find a diamond, all right? You find a diamond or you find any of these precious materials. You dig it up and then imagine you take it to the refiner's fire, they do all of that, and then you cut that diamond. Yeah? The same value in the diamond that you cut it from. Let's now, you have two split diamonds. The same elements in the first diamond is the same element in the second diamond. The same value of the first is the same value of the second. The fact that this one is a masterpiece is the same way the other one is a masterpiece. You know why? Because they have the same ingredients. They have the same elements. They have the same material. They were built from the same material. So the Bible says that those of us Hallelujah. Who have come out of Christ. We should look to Christ from where we were created. So it is out of Christ that we were created. Let me tell you. We are all Christ. Because as he is. So are we in this world. Glory, hallelujah. We have a senior brother, Jesus. And then all of us are just like him. We were cut from the same fabric. So this scripture says, look to the rock from where you were cut. You know what? Many times people are looking to other things. They are looking to their education. They are looking to their bank accounts. Hallelujah. Listen, brothers and sisters. Is somebody being blessed by this? All right? They are looking to different things. Now, guess what? The car you are driving is defining you. So people are getting their identity from, their, their, from not having a car. You know, from not living in Banana Island. From not living in the bougie side of town. People are drawing their identity from not being able to go to an Ivy League university, all right, or from not having an education at all. People are drawing their identity by looking at their bank account. So look at what happens. They look at their bank account, they shake their heads. They say, oh, why me? Oh, why, why was I born into this life? Then they look to the bank account again. Then they shake their heads. Let me tell you something. The guy who lives in Banana Island... All right, who is not born again, who has a lot of money in the bank, when it comes to value, when it comes to identity, when it comes to value, is not more precious than you before the father's eyes. You know what? If you keep looking at the wrong things as your identity, you keep getting depressed. The Bible says, look to the rock from where you were caught. If you, if you fix your gaze on the rock from where you were caught, you will find out that it's the same element in Jesus. That's the same element in you. How dare you determine your value without looking at Christ? Listen, how dare you determine your worth without looking at Jesus? How dare you conclude about your identity without looking at Jesus? How dare you conclude about your potential without looking at Jesus? How dare you conclude about your possibilities without looking at Christ? The Bible says, look to the rock from where you were caught. So brothers and sisters, we are now creating people who will spend their time looking, looking at the rock from where they were caught. Because what you find in that rock is what you would find in your own self. What you find in him is what you find in you. It's the same fabric. It's the same material. It's the same element. Glory, hallelujah. I look to the rock from whence I was caught. I look to the rock from whence I was caught. I look to the quarry from where I was dug. Glory, hallelujah. I came out of Christ. Glory, hallelujah. I 
came out of Christ. How do you know you're a masterpiece? I came out of Christ. Glory, hallelujah. I came out of Christ. Glory to God. I was born out of Christ. Glory, hallelujah. I am found in Christ. Oh, glory to God. I was born out of Christ. Christ is my DNA. Christ is my identity. Christ is my potential. Christ is my future. Christ is my hope. Christ is my destiny. Glory, hallelujah. I am an original. I am not a copy. I'm not a fake. I'm standing the test of time. I'm lasting till eternity. Listen, let me tell you. Everything that Jesus did was designed to... uh, Everything that Jesus did in his substitutionary work was designed to last for all eternity. Listen, when we get to heaven, we are just getting started. The party is just getting started. Listen, listen. You are going to be righteous for all of eternity. Kaya. You're going to be holy for all of eternity. You're not just going to be holy in your lifetime. No! You're going to be holy for all of eternity. You're going to be blameless for all of eternity. You're going to be loved unconditionally for all of eternity. Tell your neighbor, tell yourself, get used to being loved. Get used to being favored. Get used to being righteous. Get used to it. You're going to wear this garment for all of eternity. Brothers and sisters, you're not going to wear the garment of failure, the garment of shame, the garment of sin. The garment of reproach. This is the garment you're going to wear for all of eternity. The garment of righteousness. The garment of holiness. The garment that you are blameless before God. The garment of your sins being forgiven. The garment of being loved unconditionally. Brothers and sisters, you're going to wear this garment for all time. Get used to your no, no, your noble garments. Get used to your royal garments. You're not putting it off anytime soon. Glory, hallelujah. When Jesus comes back again, we are just getting ready to start enjoying, hallelujah, our garments, our incorruptible garments. Glory to God. Our garment that is incorruptible. Brothers and sisters, you're wearing the garment of favor for all of eternity. Listen, if some of you are still struggling with receiving favor in the natural. If you're still struggling with receiving favor in the natural, what will you now do when you're going to wear this favor garment for all of eternity? You're going to wear righteousness garment for all of eternity. Brothers and sisters, you can begin to, we can begin to rejoice right now. Glory, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're a real masterpiece. You're a real masterpiece. You are created in Christ Jesus unto good works. You were caught from the same rock. You were cut out from the same rock. Oh, glory to God. You were cut out from the same rock. Glory, hallelujah. So I have two things to say to you before I go. Two things to say to you before I go. So when we talk about Christmas, when we talk about Christmas, you must realize that Christmas is love moved first. And when love moved first, It was to bring you from creation to new creation through the incarnation of Jesus. Guess what? Love did not move first so that you can just have a religion. That's not why love moved first. Christmas is not a religion. Jesus did not come. The implication of his move was not so that you can just have a religion. was not so that he can just give you a religion. His move was designed to give you life. Listen, his move was designed to give you his life. Write that down. The move of Jesus, his move was designed to give you his life. Glory to God. So love moved first. The implication of this is this. There are bigger implications of his move than to just give you a religion. Love did not move. We're not celebrating Christmas so that you can receive gifts and give gifts. You know, for many people, this is the time to appreciate their business partners. This is the time to appreciate people who, who invested in them, their angel investors, and all of that. And that's a good thing. But there is more to, the, to love that moved. Hallelujah. It was to bring you to the new creation life. 
Glory, hallelujah. I want you to type this in the comment section. We share the same fabric. Hallelujah. We are cut from the same rock. Glory to God. We share the same life. Have you thought about it? That the very life in Jesus is the very life that is in you. Oh, glory to God. Now, I want you to write this, and this is the final statement I'm going to make. The climax of the Father's desire is that we let him to live his life in us. I want to say that again. The climax of the Father's desire is that we let him to live his life in us. You let the Father to live his life in you. If the Father is living his life in you, you should know that there is no sickness. There's, can you imagine the Father being sick? The Father is living his life in you. You are letting the Father live his life in you. I want you to write that down. I am letting the Father live his life in me. Oh, the Father's life does not include failure. The Father's life does not include death. The Father's life does not include depression. The Father's life does not include scarcity. The Father's life does not include a low self-esteem. Oh, glory, hallelujah. I am letting the Father live his life through me. Glory to God. I said the climax of the Father's desire is that we let him live his life in us. Glory, hallelujah. So as you're learning about this, you're making a decision. Let the Father live his life in you. 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 So as I bring all of this to a close, I want you to tell me what are the three traits of a masterpiece. Number one. Number two. Number three. What are the three traits of a masterpiece? Number one. Number two. Number three. What are the three traits of a masterpiece? You see, you've got to recite this to yourself. Glory, hallelujah. What are the three traits of the masterpiece? Number one, number two, number three. Glory to God. You can put anyone that you remember. Glory, hallelujah. Number one, number two, number three. Glory to God. A masterpiece. Glory to God. What are the traits of a masterpiece? Number one, number two, number three. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And then when you write it, you're going to begin to reckon yourself as that. You're going to begin to reckon yourself as that. Glory, hallelujah. You know, many times people live as though what Jesus did cannot last till their next mistake. You know, it's like once you make your next mistake, then it's done and over with. Thank you. Glory, hallelujah. Oh, a masterpiece is original. Thank you. It stands the test of time. So the work that Jesus did in your life, hallelujah, is standing the test of time. It's standing the test of time. It's lasting from all eternity. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. What Jesus did has changed the game forever. Glory to God. Now God can justify the ungodly and be right to justify the ungodly. Wherever you are, lift up your voice and begin to pray in the spirit. I am God's masterpiece. I am created in Christ Jesus. I am the new creation. The old has passed away. The life of Adam has passed away. I am now in Christ. I am buried with him in baptism, raised together with him in resurrection. I am now in Christ. Therefore, I am not subject to sickness. I am not subject to frailties. I am not subject to diseases. I am not subject to infirmities. I'm not subject to death. Glory to God. I'm not subject to scarcity. I'm not subject to disillusionment. Hallelujah. I have dropped the natural life, the human life. I have picked up the Zoe life. I am God's masterpiece. I see myself as so. I am not a refurbishment. Glory to God. I'm not a mass production. I am an original. I am God's special one. I am God's special one. Glory to God. The work of Jesus has, is standing the test of time. It's lasting for all eternity. I've been cut from the same rock. Hallelujah. I look to the rock from whence I have been cut. I look to the rock from whence I have been cut. 
Lord. I look to the life that has been given to me. I look to the life that has been given to me. Lagabanda sobra diga. I do not look at my education. I do not look at my bank account. I do not look at my academic qualification. I do not look at the color of my passport. Oh, grassi bravate. Le beronze la praha. Anjana magade. Le bote kunepune. Mineno sopaniapa. Mante keloge rotangiala pabreno. Abene zubraveto nebita. Ruababande nemontonosco. Agoshanga banda. Lagabada gabigo. Agosepale apali apale colimia toto. I want you to spend time and pray. Install this consciousness in your memory. I am born of God. I am in Christ Jesus. Oh, things are passed away. The old man is dead. Old Adam is dead. Lego Shalamande. And all the things consistent with the old Adam is dead. Glory, hallelujah. I've been found in Christ. Not having my own righteousness. Not having my own identity. I look to the rock from where I've been caught. The same element in me is the same element in my rock. Oh, Shanamandagada Vegaleh. Oh, the same fabric. The same material. I look to the rock. If my father is not sick. If the rock is not sick, I am not sick. If the rock is not deformed, I am not deformed. If the rock is not frustrated, I am not frustrated. Oh, glory, hallelujah. Oh, glory, hallelujah. Oh, we are drunk in the Holy Ghost. Oh, glory, hallelujah. 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 Joy is welling up on the inside now. Oh, glory, hallelujah. I said the joy of the Lord is welling up on the inside now. Oh, glory, hallelujah. 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 Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. <laughs> glory to God. Lagabanda gashaktaya. Glory to God. Somebody rejoice. Somebody rejoice. I'm found in Him. Somebody rejoice. I look to the rock from whence I've been caught. I look to the rock from whence I've been caught. I look to the rock, hallelujah, from whence I've been caught. Oh, 
glory. Hallelujah. Now listen. You know, one of the important things of looking to the rock from where you've been caught is that all good things are found in him. The Bible says, no good thing we do withhold from them who walk uprightly. All good things are found in him. Only good things are found in him. Listen, only good things are found in him. Hallelujah. Only good things for you. 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 Higher glory. Hallelujah. Listen to me, brothers and sisters. So now you know where to look. You look to the rock from whence you were caught. Look at this. Look at this. You know, many people are looking to things that don't have their elements. You're looking to things. Failure does not have your elements. You know, depression does not have your elements. You are in Christ. You are caught from Christ. So imagine you are caught from Christ and you are looking to things that do not have your DNA. That's the beginning of confusion. So you, you hear people talking and they're, they're confused. What you are saying is in no way in your DNA. Glory, hallelujah. So you make a practice of looking to the rock from whence you are caught. Write this down. Before you reach any conclusion about your life, look to the rock from where you are caught. Before you reach any conclusion about your circumstance, listen, it doesn't even matter if you are the one at fault. Before you reach any conclusion about your identity, about your circumstance, make sure you do it looking to the rock. Before you, you admit you are a failure, look to the rock. Before you admit that you are, you are a never-do-well, look to the rock. Before you admit that things are not working for you, look to the rock. Before you admit that you're not making any progress in life, look to the rock. Because when you look to the rock, your statements will change. Your confessions will change. Your declarations will change. Your, your, your conclusions will change. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Can all my masterpieces give the Lord a shout? Can all my masterpieces who are originals, not fakes, not copies. Oh, all my masterpieces. Who's, who know that the work that Jesus did will stand the test of time? Can I hear all my masterpieces give the Lord a shout? All the masterpieces, who know? Glory, hallelujah. That what Jesus did changed the game forever. Glory to God, change the way things are seen forever. Can all my masterpieces, hallelujah, hola, hola at me. All my masterpieces, hola at me, give the Lord a shout. All those who have been caught from the same rock, glory, hallelujah, who are looking to the rock. As the year is over, as we look to Christmas coming, we look to the rock. We look to the rock. We look to the rock. Glory to God forevermore. Oh, glory, hallelujah. What a night. What a night. If you are sick and your body be healed, that's not part of the masterpiece. If you're depressed, be set free. Right now, if you've been experiencing bouts of failure, be released from that addiction right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. If you've been experiencing discouragement, disillusionment, hallelujah, right now be released from that shackle in the name of the Lord Jesus and you step into a new life where you see yourself as God's masterpiece. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, precious Holy Ghost. Thank you for engaging yourself in this episode. The trust that your life has been beautified. If you'd like to share what Jesus is doing in your life through this ministry, please write to us at hello.blueprintstories.org. You can visit our website at www.blueprintstories.org. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Blueprint Church and on Instagram at The Blueprint Church. Share.